well, well, welcome back to another episode of Pop Apologist. Chandler, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. We have a huge docket of things to get through. So on today's episode, Chandler and I are going to be discussing the Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey historic moment at in Buenos Aires at her concert, after the concert, when she ran into his arms, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're going to be discussing the woman tell all from the bachelor just a brief moment on that and also we are going to be chatting the article in vogue about a live girl lauren sanchez and jeff bezos we have so much to say so much and then we need to get into beverly hills we need to get into patrick dempsey being called the sexiest man alive potentially touched chandler on Gigi and bradley cooper i mean we'll see there's a huge docket today lots to get through let's just get straight to it I will say, can I tell you something, a funny conversation I had quite briefly? Sure. We have a producer. We have a new producer, everyone. His name is Scott. He's incredible. And I had a phone conversation with him and he was, you know, talking to me about podcast strategy. And anyway, he was like, you know, you should move the personal stuff, the chit chat, like how your week was, maybe to the end of the podcast, not to the beginning, you know, in case you have like new listeners listening. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's probably true. Like new people don't really know us. They don't really care how our, our week was. And then he goes, yeah. And you know, you might be overestimating how much the people People who do love your podcast care too. <laughs> like, oh, that's probably very fair. <laughs> we need someone to give us this honest feedback. And I'm just glad, you know, we have someone shaking it up. Absolutely. So anyway, so we are diving headfirst into the historic moment that really, I think, shook the globe, Chandler. I mean, Taylor Swift knows no borders and her romance with Travis Kelsey, its impact is truly infectious, way more than SARS, way more than COVID. Where were you when you saw this embrace? I was getting ready to actually respond to the Q&A I said I would do when this Mm. broke the internet. And I was like, I couldn't think about anything else. I must have watched her, you know, run to him 50 times. I'm just so glad that we're getting new angle after new angle of this kiss. It was spectacular. I mean, I think also, I don't know if we saw the kiss first or if we saw her, I think footage broke of the lyric changing, right? That broke first. And that was like, I mean, that was everything to me was watching Travis experience that Taylor's dad next to him, like pointing to him, like she's talking about you, buddy. It was everything. It was an absolutely historic night in Buenos Aires. The thing about it that I found to be so incredible was like you said, there was thing after thing after thing that happened. So first of all, for her first surprise song, she does, is it over now? And for the bridge, she mashes it up with Out of the Woods. And I think that like the whole stadium freaked out, erupted when they figured out that their surprise song was Is It Over Now? But then to have the bridge from Out of the Woods, I mean, that's it's 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 unfathomable. I think we need to give credit where credit is due and explain that there was a girl, a young looking girl on TikTok who invented this mashup, I believe, who kind of came up with this you know, mashup of the two songs and she posted it on her own page and then Taylor liked it cut to Taylor then performing it, you know, at the show. Yeah. There's this cute Australian girl and in her car, the caption is basically, thank you mother for giving us the out of the woods bridge in, is it over now? Right. And, and she proceeded to sing it herself. Taylor liked it. And then at the concert performed it herself. I mean, 
what a cool moment as a fan, as a Swifty. Like that, I would not be able to move. I would not be able to think. I don't know how I would be able to conduct any sort of brain activity after that happened to me. Well, I love that people have now gone back to that video and commented like, are you doing okay? Blink if you're alive. Like, how are you, you know, in the days after Taylor has has performed this live? Like, are you okay? Another thing that I just want to say is this is why Taylor Swift fans are on another level. It, it is because Taylor is like in the details with them. She is liking their videos and then she's like mm-hmm. sending them Easter eggs or, you know, she's communicating back to them constantly in little tiny clues and and ways. And it's just, this is why the fans love her. And this is why they go so hard, you know, in piecing together every single little detail that she gives us because it feels like she's constantly communicating to us. Absolutely. And I think that she's just so tuned in to the online conversation about her. Although there is something about that I do want to discuss. Should we briefly derail and discuss the Instagram account? You should be in this. Yeah. Yeah. It's a play on you belong with me, the song. And anyway, it's a Instagram account that's basically fixing Taylor Swift fashion. So we've discussed on the podcast, you know, Taylor's approach to style for a billionaire. Some people think that there's much left to be desired. I'm very wary yeah. saying anything negative whatsoever about Taylor Swift in our current climate. But this account, Covator put out an article about it. It's completely, you know, going viral and people are obsessed seeing Taylor Swift in like crazy Lueve looks, Paco Rabanne, just really cool designers. I think that her looks don't always feel as edgy or as like spectacular as they could be. Maybe concert, some of the concert looks like I'm not saying that she doesn't, you know, flash out because she totally does. She can totally be flashy, but a lot of her looks don't always feel super fashionable. Like where you're like, oh, that's so sick. That is absolutely, you know, our favorite billionaire stepping out in like head to toe fashion. Like we don't always feel like that from her. You know, you, you said it best. It's sometimes it can be a little Mrs. Weasley. Yeah, I think sometimes she can have a penchant for a corduroy cap. Yes. Sometimes she can have too many penchants for flannels. And it can trend a little bit Mrs. Weasley for a lot of our taste. And I think that it's kind of like what our dad always told us growing up when he would give us chores or tell us stuff we had to do. It was like, I'm so ready for which which expression you're going to pick. Life is hard and then you die. That one? No, dad never said that. To whom much is given, much is required. And I think that some people are like, hey, no, really? Taylor Swift has model looks. She's 10 out of 10 in every way. She has all the money in the world. We need better clothing. And I bring this up because I feel nervous about it. Like, I don't, I know Taylor is so in tune, like community. And I feel bad for her that like this conversation well, is getting so. I, I don't know though. I don't, I will say, I don't think that this is tripping her up that much because I think her fashion has been called into question for a while now. And it's not like she's really changed much, you know? Mm -hmm. No, it's true. Maybe she's just used to the criticism. I think she's used to the criticism. And I also think that she's the type of girl who likes her style. Yeah. You know, she does. She likes the way that she dresses. Back to the Buenos Aires moment with Travis Kelsey. I mean, I personally think he has great style. I love his fits. I love his vibe. Yeah. He was in a really cool patchwork shirt that I looked up and it was very expensive by this bespoke designer. It's very clear to me Travis Kelsey has good taste. And so I do think that potentially could Travis Kelsey be the Kanye to Kim? Could he up-level Taylor Swift's fashion game? I think that could be coming, Chandler. Well, it's funny that you say that because I actually feel like her fit 
the most recent fit we saw her in, which is when she was back in New York, you know, after Argentina, was pretty good. I liked it. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Where she was wearing that blue blazer, the Gantt blazer over like the white dress. Yes. I liked that. I thought that was a pretty fit. I thought she looked good. No, it definitely was more on trend. I think she had a loafer with it. It was more, I've, I would say, fashion girl. Yeah. Than a lot of her fits for sure. Exactly. Yeah. And there wasn't a hat. Thank God there wasn't a hat. Okay, but let's get back to the night because the next moment that happened was after she did that incredible surprise song, Chandler, she performed Endgame with Travis in the audience. Like, I know. How, how I know, have we I not know. discussed this yet? This, for me, it is just so fucking Taylor Swift. Her being so just over the top in love so quickly, like this is Taylor I mean, he's a football player. The song's called Endgame. Oh, I didn't even think about that. What more do you need? What other proof could you ask for? I mean, yeah, she is just so in it for Travis and it is so special. Mm -hmm. And so if she didn't just give us that clue, then on the stage when she was singing Karma, the song Karma ending the show, she changed the lyric to be instead of Karma is the guy on the screen coming straight home to me. She changes it to Karma is the guy on the Chiefs coming straight home to me, which she must have yep. not told her dancer she was going to do because they freaked out. Oh, I need to rewatch it and look for their reactions. I could hear in her voice when she says the word Chiefs, her smiling. Oh. I could hear a little bit like, cause she kind of like, it's not like a perfect, she didn't sing it perfectly. Oh, she's like, was like, you could hear her like almost laugh smiling yeah. through it. Yeah. Yeah. Which just made me so giddy. There's a hundred million videos online of all of her dancers, like in every which way from every single angle. So you can see all the dancers reactions and it's so cute. They like all freak out. I need to go watch that. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about Scott Swift standing next to Travis. You know, they're both doing like their little dancing. And then he hears the line about the chiefs and then he points to Travis. He's like, he like is shocked and he points (laughs) to Travis and then Travis like is so shocked. And then he starts dancing. I was like, I-, I could watch that on a loop for the rest of my life. Oh my gosh. No, it was the cutest. Thing. It was the cutest thing. So then we have to then briefly discuss, because we need to move on from Taylor eventually. I need to have one more thing I want to say. Okay. I also think that Travis's dancing was so cute. I don't know why, but he like, he just seems so at ease. He seems so comfortable in the spotlight. He's eating it up in the best way, and I'm obsessed. Oh, he he loves every second of this. He's having the best time. He seems to genuinely be like, a, I mean, come on. Taylor Swift's music, if you can open your heart to it, it's just so good. Right. It's so good if you can, it's true. If people it's can true. get past their own bullshit, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not even an acquired taste. It's just open your eyes and no. see what's in front of you, which is gorgeous Here's music. The thing. If you can get over your internalized hateful beliefs, if you can work <laughs> through that... You can love Taylor Swift's music. You can experience the joy. Chrissy, don't edit that out. Okay. I know it's redundant. We've said that don't before. Don't edit that out. And she, and she has multiple times edited out tangents that we've gone on about Taylor Swift. <laughs> so Chrissy, <laughs> leave this shit in. Okay. <laughs> Chrissy, who is also a diehard Taylor Swift fan. You know, if Chrissy is telling us that we're going on about Taylor Swift too much, like time to reel it in. <laughs> time to reel it in. Okay. So last thing. She, after the concert, you see her like do her little, she's walking out and, and yeah. then she sees Travis and she bachelor style runs into yep. his arms, Chandler, yep. Yep. in her midnight bodysuit. 
and he just mm-hmm. envelops her in his embrace. Mm-hmm. They kiss passionately mm-hmm. for all the crowd yep. to see. Yep. This is yep. such a firework of a romance. It is just I so know. incredible. It is. They like kiss and then they have their arms around each other and they're whispering in each other's ear. It's just, I saw something today. My friend sent it to me that it, Taylor and Travis kiss is the closest thing we have to like the Rachel McAdams, Ryan Gosling kiss oh my on MTV. Do you remember that? Like that's, that's the closest thing we have yes, to present day. Iconic. That. Yeah. No, and I, I think that so for everyone who watched Miss Americana on Netflix, there's a moment where she sees Joe backstage after the reputation tour mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she gives him a hug. It's like a half hug. Let's just say that the body yeah. language is very right. different. Very different. Also, I will say, <sighs> like, she, she doesn't just That's collapse such a good point. into his torso. It's more of like an awkward half hug. Mm-mm. And so right, I just, right. the fact that her entire body can just physically rest into Travis Kelsey right. and just be completely immersed in his physical form, it sends shivers down my spine, Chandler. I mean, this is the last thing I'm going to say and then we really can move on. But like, it's just crazy because we never got any footage of Joe really at, at the Eras tour, right? Did we ever get footage of him enjoying the Eras tour? No, he, he, they broke up before the Eras tour. That's when all the breakup no. rumors. No, yes. no, no. Well, okay. they were not, they broke up. I Because I remember when I saw her in Vegas, they were still together. He did not but attempt. pre that, do we get any Eras tour footage of him? No. It's no. crazy. Lauren, the wall behind you, it's quite barren. What's going on there? <laughs> you know what? I find getting things framed to be very stressful. And so I've just never done it. I don't basically have anything framed in my home. And it's sad for me. It's very sad, which is why we are so lucky to be sponsored by Framebridge right now. Yes, I am so excited to correct this wrong in my life. What's so great about Framebridge is for other people also intimidated by a gallery wall, if you go on their website, you can just very quickly, easily upload like five photos or whatever it is, and they will send you different dimensioned, cute frames, beautiful, sleek, modern, so you can just hang your gallery wall and it's good to go. They make it very easy on a layperson like yourself. Everyone, see why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Lauren, as we made our descent into New York, you know, from our beloved Guana Island trip, Mm. I got excited thinking about coming home to like my more simple routine food, like my Mm. clean, simple eats protein powder. Yeah. I feel like it's such a good staple because the protein powder, if you blend it with ice and water, you got vanilla frosty, essentially. If you like the simply vanilla, if you get chocolate brownie powder, you've got a chocolate frosty. You could do the mint chocolate chip. You got a thin mint frosty, or you just dissolve it in milk or water. And that also strangely tastes really good like chocolate milk it's a super fast easy quick snack also i just love that the ingredients are clean they're grass-fed it's 20 grams of protein for 110 calories it is just the best protein powder out there everyone go to cleansimpleeats.com and use the promo code pop apologist for 10 percent off that's pop apologist for 10 percent off cleansimpleeats.com pop apologist for 10 percent off Okay, let's move on to the next item of business, Chandler, which is the Golden Bachelor Women Tell All. Let's make this like a two-minute segment, Mm. shall we? Let's go quickly because I had trouble even watching (laughs) the full episode. I actually have a few notes. The first is that 
So everyone in the Women Tell All, they play a video of Kris Jenner being like, The Bachelor's so cool. Love you, Susan. Because one of the ladies looks just like her. I think it's Susan. My little takeaway was like, that's how you know you're extremely famous, where you don't even bother to go to the live taping of The Bachelor, even though it's where you live. You're like, why don't I just send a video of myself on my phone? I'll just send a video. Yeah. Like, let me spend 15 seconds doing this. It's like the, you know, the equivalent of her sending a voice memo rather than a total. It's like, I'm happy to do it if ebooks a cameo. Also, you know, Chris got a check for that. Oh, of course. Of course. Okay. In the woman tell all, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about was, so this was revealed everyone or a couple weeks past this. So hopefully no one, it's not spoiled for anyone, but the final two women are Teresa and Leslie. So Faith was sent home. Mm-hmm. Faith and him have a tearful exchange. Okay. And I oh want my to gosh. know, I mean, yeah. let's talk about just first of all, sorry, when they embrace for the first time and they are both crying, holding each other as they embrace on the stage. I don't know. Maybe this is my own internalized misogyny and just like all of the things mom taught us growing up, but I just could not stand watching a single second of this. It was, and I did, I suffered through it, but it was so painful to me because I felt like when a guy has dumped you and he's also like fully with someone else, I'm sorry, that's when it's time to Taylor Swift style become what's from now that we don't talk, become a shrouded in mystery, shrouded mystery, put up all the walls. Like she was just like begging him back essentially, or just like stunning how devastated she was. And it was just, it was hard for me to witness, to be honest. I mean, I think that Gary really did her dirty in this. I know he had to let someone go, but I feel really bad for her because I feel like he, he seemed to have such strong feelings for her the entire time that it was a shock to me that she went home. I thought Teresa was going to go home. I also don't think that it's really a great thing to tell someone you love them and send them home. I don't know that for no, me. Just no, like, no, no. The halo slipped off the golden bachelor for that. One thing I think <sighs> you will love is that April went on a podcast and she said on okay. the podcast, she said she was never basically interested in Gary Stop. because, yeah, she just said that she knew he would be way too boring for her and that he wasn't rich enough, but oh she just like gosh. wanted to be on TV. <laughs> she was like, I have a wow, really fun queen. lifestyle. And she was like, I don't like pawns. That's what she said about like his oh like his house. So savage. Stop. That's so funny. I know. Okay. Anyway, those are my only comments, Golden Bachelor related for this episode. Should we proceed? Yeah. Just quickly. Who do you think he's going to pick? Of course. Leslie, we've discussed this. Yeah. No, I know. I just wasn't sure if it had changed. Yeah. I will be pleasantly surprised if he chooses Teresa, but I think Leslie's got it in the bag. Right. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Let's get into on Vogue Chandler on Vogue.com. They just came out with an article that is all about the love of Lauren Sanchez and Jeff Bezos. Mm -hmm. I mean, wow. Wow is correct. Annie Leibovitz shot the entire spread of photos. I mean, they are all just so gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, please take it away. These are your people. I, these, have become my people because of you. But I think first and foremost, these are your people. A few funny takeaways from this. The first is that people are so excited to troll these photos, okay? There's one where Lauren has her arms around Jeff and and they're in a pickup truck and Jeff is so ripped now, obviously. And he kind of is giving like Kenny Chesney or Tim McGraw and Mm -hmm. people are comparing her to looking a lot like Steven Tyler. 
Oh my god. The comments are not kind. Let me read a few That's of them terrible. to you from page six. That makes me sad, not because I feel feel sad necessarily for the most wealthy people on the planet, but you know, it's never a good look, people. So this it's is not good. So someone says, I've never been more uncomfortable with a photo. I wish Instagram had a filter to let me block any billionaire PR content. I honestly thought this photograph was a parody generated by AI. Can someone please do a wellness check on Anna Wintour? Okay. Listen, I don't think that I have the same aesthetic as Lauren Sanchez in terms of, yeah, like she's into a different vibe than me. She actually brings this up yeah. in the article. She says that people accuse her of dressing for men. And she's like, I dress for myself. Yeah. And then he goes, and it happens yeah. to just work for Jeff. Like he says that to the, yeah. to the reporter. Yeah. It was so funny. It's funny. I felt like the photos were like then themselves. The photos are not the most interesting part. I just thought like the landscape and the contrast was really pretty. I will say it did remind me slightly of like the Bound 2 music video, if you remember that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's so funny. Just the great American West in the background. It's very interesting that, you know, you're going to be shot for Vogue and you're wearing a Skims tank top. Obviously, they're very into space. And so it was, they're photographed at their ranch in Santa Fe. So the great American West is in the background of, of most of the photos. Yeah. She's in like this, like watchtower in like a red sequin gown. Listen, would I be photographed a little differently if Vogue was calling sure. me? Sure. But is Vogue calling me? No. Will they ever? Absolutely not. So oh, no. never. It's kind of like, for me, it's almost giving, oh, it's this house is beautiful, but it's not to my taste. Like these people are living sure, a life. Sure. I cannot relate to in any way. Right. But right. I'm just so happy to see it. I fully love a live girl. I think Lauren Sanchez to me is just such a beacon of just the way that like your life can always be getting better. And you can, I right. don't know, like right. she just seems to be so effervescent, so adventurous. Right. She flies helicopters. I don't know. There's something to yep. me like so inspiring about this badass woman who is clearly like living her best life. I mean, I think she is absolutely inspiring. I love how she talked about their modern family and how, you know, good of a relationship there is between like, you know, not maybe not everybody, but like the majority of the blended family, you know, like with her ex-husbands. I don't remember who said this, but they or I think it was Diane von Furstenberg, who they're very good friends with. She said that she's like a sparkler in Jeff's life. And mm -hmm. I thought that was really lovely. I, I'm like, I hope I can be a sparkler in everyone's life, you know, around me. Yeah. I mean, a big repeated theme throughout the interview is just her enthusiasm for life and the way she's an incredible gift right. giver. And she just like yeah. loves doing all the things and she's just super effervescent right. again. And I just think that's an energy to aspire to. I think enthusiasm and interest in the world is just like that's like the human's trait to cultivate and develop. And so yeah. anyway, I just think I so appreciate it. And honestly, like, do we need another like Leo DiCaprio? Like Jeff Bezos could so easily, and I probably said this before, but he could so easily just be with a bevy of models in San Tropez. But no, sure, he's like, sure. yeah, he's yeah. fully in love and getting married again to a woman yeah. who is seemingly like on some level his equal, like to a true partner. I just yeah. ship this couple. Yeah. I kind of love it. I will say 
space is interesting to me you know don't get me wrong but i didn't care so much for like all the space talk yeah because i think i just wanted to hear more of their like ins and outs of their daily lives like i loved hearing about what mugs they drink their coffee from jeff uses that ember mug that you know keeps it hot and she uses the mug that says you know woke up looking sexy again <laughs> it's like a mug that jeff got her which i'm gonna be getting you for christmas woke up looking sexy as hell again so funny yes woke up looking sexy as hell again like can you imagine kagan giving you that mug uh no what would that be like i, I cannot would you love it I, I, <laughs> this is the thing they clearly have such a passionate relationship and he is so clearly obsessed yes. with her and i think yeah, that yeah. it is just such a fun energy to witness and yeah. to consume and that jumped off the pages of this article for me Totally. I love it when the reporter or journalist brought up Koros or yeah, his like sailing yacht that's really massive and the woman on the front of it, you know, that everyone thinks is a direct representation of her. You know, she's like, no, that's actually some Greek goddess or I don't know, something. And then she was like, and plus, if it was modeled after me, it would have bigger boobs. She's like, just <laughs> like how it would have like a bigger chest. Like she's just unapologetic about no. her own vibe that is not yeah. necessarily to my taste, mm -hmm. but it's her own vibe. And she she loves it. And she's not mad about it i also did not know that she was a helicopter pilot so i follow her on instagram right and every time that she's posted about helicopters i just thought she loved being like a passenger or like loved you know sitting in the co-pilot seat and taking a picture with like the the headphones on but she's a pilot herself who would have thought okay women can be pilots your internalized misogyny is really <laughs> on full display i mean that is chandler that's like her claim to fame is that she is a helicopter no pilot idea. that's like she talks about it all the time on her instagram i thought that's she just so loved writing in funny that. you just assume well, I just assumed I'm like, of course, she's dating Jeff Bezos. This is really the, the misogyny. I'm like, of course, she's with Jeff Bezos. She just has unlimited access to helicopter rides. And she's obsessed with going on helicopter rides. Like she, everywhere she goes, she gets a helicopter tour of it. It's like and takes a selfie. Isn't that cute? <laughs> the pilot is letting Lauren take a picture again yes. in the cockpit. That's yes. Chandler's thought process every time. <laughs> That's what I thought. Every time I'm just like, this is it. And I'm like, you know, people come into town, you know, they go, I'll go on a helicopter tour and they all take photos. Anyway, no, that sorry, is everybody. I'm working on it. <laughs> and okay, so actually, I want to say I want to read a quote from the article that speaks to that. So this is a quote from Jeff. He says, one thing I've learned about Lauren is okay. if I'm in a bind, I can throw a gun to her. And then Lauren says, I think I can get him out of most situations. I'll fly him out. And I just sexy, sexy, sexy. It's sexy. It's a true partnership. It is like he's yeah. so clearly taken with her sense of adventure, her competence with like a technical skill set and conquering fear and courage. There is something so hot about these two. And people who don't ship, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I can't help you. Like, look at how much they've both had such glow ups. Like, don't you want your life to be all about like right. getting ripped in your late forties and fifties right. and looking like so much hotter. And like, I mean, I just love it. I, I love it too. I just want to also ground ourselves in reality. Like he's like a retired billionaire. Like what else could he be doing right now other than like getting like as ripped as possible? I mean, like, I don't, you think know, they kind of have all the freedom and flexibility to just be obsessed with like flying helicopters and thinking about space. Okay, sh sure, sure. But I do think that <laughs> physical health is honestly, I, I do we need to get into Absolutely. A, a back and forth about like the democratization of physical health? Are we going to talk about like, I don't know, what are they called food deserts right now? I'm talking more at a macro level. Like, I just think that like, there are plenty of like, of great couples who, you know, we could also talk about who are just maybe more like, you know, paying the bills, like, 
grounded in the real world. Sure, absolutely. But I think at every moment of your life, you can always be leveling up. You can always be of course of learning course. something new, a new skill set, right, new right. doing something out of yeah. your comfort zone. And I think what to yeah. me they represent are two people who are passionate about life and keep evolving. And I think that's so important and so cool. So that's the thing I admire. The other thing I wanted to chat with you about is the proposal they talk about in the interview. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is the quote. It says, he proposed at the start of their summer at sea, hiding the ring under her pillow after a starlit dinner for two. She found the time her makeup off. When he opened the box, I think I blacked out of it, she tells me. Will she be taking his name? She looks at me like I'm insane. Uh, Yes, 100%. I'm looking forward to being Mrs. Bezos. (laughs) We're happy to see it. I think I switched my thoughts on domestic, sweet, at-home proposals. I used to say, no, you need to be on a vacation. It needs to be epic. It needs to be a windswept view. But maybe if the home you're staying on is a super yacht. Is a yacht. Yeah. It's the biggest super yacht on the, you know, on the face of the earth. It can earth. be a quiet moment with it, within the primary suite. That's totally fine. You know, no offense to Ben, but I actually always just wanted a quiet moment on a super yacht. <laughs> And he really fumbled the bag with that one. You just wanted a quiet (laughs) moment of romance within, you know, the primary suite of the biggest super yacht in the world, newly built. Right. My makeup off after a starlit dinner on the super yacht. Fun fact. I don't know who told me this, but Jeff Bezos's crew, like there's another boat that follows that boat. Oh, I I told you you this. I told you this, bitch. That follows yeah. behind where the yeah. crew stays. They don't even sleep no, on the boat. Even, like the, the, the staff, it's like Heather Dubrow's house. The staff have a staff entrance. Right. They are not sleeping on right. that vessel. Very interesting. They're not seen. Anyway, I think everyone should go eat up this article because it was so okay. good. Also, I love the moment where they were talking about how, you know, while they did the photo shoot, they were flying from like location to location. And then, you know, a truck was bringing the clothes or whatever. And at one point the wind blew away her changing tent and she was just like unfazed by it. And she was like, turn around boys. (laughs) I don't know. I want a reality TV show with this woman. Absolutely. Well, I did uh, when I was prepping for the episode, I watched a few YouTube videos of her. There's this YouTube video of her talking to to, uh, Bill Clinton. This is just clearly a woman very adept at seducing a man. She's so easily flirtatious. She's so flattering. She's so sexy again like lauren sanchez i think she's objectively beautiful but she's not my she's not like the girl i would go for if i was you know a scissor sister but i do think oh my gosh is that too inappropriate can we not leave that in thank thank you for painting that picture (laughs) lauren i think you could have just stopped it at she's not the girl i would go for period full stop okay Thank you, Chrissy. Please cut that out. You can leave that in, Chrissy. But what I will say is that I was swept away. I was ready to scissor. I was like, oh my gosh, this girl is so Oh my gosh, Lauren. Ugh, grow up, Chandler. You're almost 30. This is not PBS Kids Hour. I'm not almost 30. I'm not almost the 28-year-old. I'm I'm not almost 30. How dare you? (laughs) I am not. I'm in close. Oh my gosh. Okay, wait, let's move on to another raunchy moment. Let's talk about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and their magic mic. Oh, yeah, because you're having quite a few sudden moments on this recording. So I feel like this is the perfect time to discuss a (laughs) meltdown by a prude. I'm like, Lauren, I am on the American Ballet Chair Commission, whatever. I'm on the Foundation for American Ballet. (laughs) 
Chandler is part of the board of the American Ballet Foundation. Um, she cannot be heard on this raunchy podcast. I do not have friends who, you know, make scissoring jokes. Can I talk to you about a product that you love, that Courtney loves, and that I love? Please. Early bird CBD gummies are so phenomenal, everyone. They are the perfect 2.5 milligrams of THC and 12.5 milligrams of CBD. So this concoction, it gives you the warmest, gooeyest feeling. They have the magic formula. I love the watermelon flavor. That's my favorite. I also love using them when I know I need to get a good night's sleep and I can sleep in. You guys, we love Early Bird CBD so much. We reached out to them to see if they'd be interested in sponsoring the show because we were like, these products, these gummies, everyone needs to know about them. We're going to tell them about, about them anyway. So maybe we can get paid to do it. And honestly, we just cannot recommend them enough. We have a link in our show notes. You can go to earlybirdcbd.com. Use code POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Earlybirdcbd.com. POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Do yourself a favor. Try the gummies. They ship to all 50 states, everybody. You got to try it. Earlybirdcbd.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, everyone. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I was behind two episodes, so I sort of binged it. And I want you to know that just a wave of obsession washed over me because I truly love this cast. I mean, I don't love every single member of this cast, but I love 80% of them. And what I really like about Beverly Hills is that I think that this cast, more than really any other cast current, you know, on Bravo, actually likes spending time together. You can tell that there are dynamics that are fun, you know, between whether it's Teddy and Kyle or Sutton and Kyle. And I think that, you know, Garcelle is really fun. Like you can just tell that they do enjoy their time together. And I was comparing it to Salt Lake City in my mind. And I don't really feel like the Salt Lake City cast really enjoys spending time together in any real way. Like you know, maybe one-on-one, but th- they don't mesh very well. And I do think that the Beverly Hills cast does mesh. The Beverly Hills cast absolutely meshes. I think that for whatever reason, there's just like more animosity throughout Salt Lake. And so those women have a lot yeah. of animus toward each other and so friendships are less easily right, built right. amongst them and they again they don't really seem to see each other yeah. much like kyle is very clearly very good friends with dorit there are some true friendships there and yeah it's right. just altogether a way up leveled version of housewives even when kyle and dorit this is in the previous episode but you know pk was surprising dorit with a pretty woman-esque, you know, hotel stay <laughs> yeah. at Beverly yes, Wilshire. Yes. And Dorit gets in the car and she's just like, I'm so excited to be spending time with you. I'm so like, and I was just so genuine. And I think you mm-hmm. could see that it was a real friendship. Uh, and that's why I tuned into the show. Cause I love seeing these beautiful, wealthy women be friends with each other. But yes, let, we can get to the current episode. Okay. So they go to Vegas and they go to a performance of Magic Mike, which is basically like a, a Chippendales yeah. type performance with male stripper. I don't know. You should know. You clearly are the raunchier person on this podcast. So why aren't you familiar? You know, I'm actually not into male strippers. It's just not my thing. I've never been into it. I honestly probably would never go to a magic mic. Shocking. I know given my verbal proclivity towards a racier, raunchy remark. Right. Right. 
but I just, I don't know. There's something about it. Like, I, I guess know, I'm not I either. Want a sweaty it's game vibe, like gyrating on me. It's not what turns me on. I think honestly, I'd rather just like watch the Rachel McAdams, Ryan Gosling kiss 50 times. That's more my speed. Absolutely. But uh, so they're going to Vegas for Crystal's birthday. And Erica, you know, her Mikey, her like glam guy, his partner is one of the Magic Mike dancers. So she like gets them tickets and front row seats. So that's like kind of like the big event of the trip is them all going to Magic Mike. And Erica says before, you know, if you want to go up on stage, wear pants. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that is. If that's just to, you know, be able to like keep, you know. I think it's because they all wanted to wear pants or they were the ones who wanted to get pulled on stage wore pants because that their bodies basically would be contorted in all sorts of ways. They wouldn't be able to know what the performers were going to direct them to do. So I think that's why the directive was to wear right. pants. And Sutton like says multiple times throughout the taping of or throughout the day. Um, you know, I'm wearing pants. I'm wearing pants. I've got my I, she brought a stack of, of dollar bills. She was so in it for this yes, experience. Yes. And right, so right. Un- and so unfortunately for her they pull up Crystal and Erica on stage, which tracks, right? It's Crystal's 40th birthday. Erica is someone they mm-hmm. actually know. So it makes sense that those are the right. first two people they pull up. Um and mm-hmm. if Sutton had just stayed in her seat, she would have been pulled up next, but instead she has this epic meltdown where she like leaves in a hug. Right. And it's so obvious that she's just kind of jealous of the attention and wanted that moment. And she thought that they would, yeah. you know, bring anyone up on stage. And so she kind of like really gets in her head about it and freaks out. But she she tries to explain the fact that she's melting down away by saying that it's because she is, you know, a dignified person. She's from, she doesn't say from the South, but this is like a very, I feel like Southern thing where you're like, yes, no, I yeah. sit on boards. I'm on a the right. board of this ballet foundation or whatever like people in my you know in my milieu we can't be seen with amongst this kind of debauchery um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and kyle like immediately calls her into this very judgmental pearl clutching moment she says that the reason you know she was fine with it until you know the stripper had like erica's legs kind of spread and you know was simulating oral sex um just to be you know totally clinical about what what was going on and she says that that's you know that was the moment where she was like i can't be here i don't have friends that go up go up on stage and do things like that that's when it became over over the line for her and then Mm -hmm. this is my favorite part so they totally call her out and like are you sure this is isn't just because you wanted to be called up on stage and and anyway, it was so hilarious because she adamantly denies it. No, it's about the fact that, you know, she is, she just, you know, this is tacky and trashy and it's just not like it's right. not her. Um, and she's so offended. And then at dinner, she proceeds to tell everyone that she's brought her vibrator to Vegas. Okay. Yes. She like, she gets all weird and sexual throughout the rest of yes, the episode. Yeah. Like Garcelle's yeah. trying to sleep later that night. Right. And right. she's like reading a, a book on her kindle about tantric sex yes it yes. was so strange it was very bizarre very bizarre it was almost like she was trying to then you know she had to prove a point about how sexual she was exactly like she was like wait i don't want to seem like a prude so now i need yeah. to like talk about how i have so mm-hmm. many sex toys mm-hmm. yeah yeah very odd i almost like i know it's like so hard when you're having a moment like that and you're really having a freak out but it just would have been honestly so much more endearing if she had just been like 
honestly, I got just so insecure and I just felt yeah. like so passed up in right, that moment. Right. And I, I'm right. so embarrassed that I did this. I'm so sorry. That could have immediately diffused the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Sutton to me seems like someone who is just pretty fragile. Like she's got yeah. like, like she's got heart on her sleeve, fragile. You know, I mean, even the fact that she's talking about how she doesn't get asked out on second dates, you know, that that's pretty bold to talk about on the show and it made me kind of sad for her the whole episode made just made me feel kind of sad for her yeah and honestly like they were kind of saying how oh it was her fault that if she invited a guy to this get gala or gala across the country that's way too intimidating of course he's not going to call you back and it's like no if he's into you he'd be like oh that sounds super fun let's go yeah um, yeah yeah so i i do think that part when Kyle stole her phone, though, and was seeing her text messages, where she, the, her text messages where she said your tricep, your tricep looks really good. I did think that was hilarious. And they were all dying. <laughs> your tricep looks. What so are you saying? Your eyes look nice. Your tricep looks really good. <laughs> hey Chandler, we have not debriefed on on Sutton's divorce settlement. Are you aware of how much she makes per month from um, her ex husband? I know it's a ton. I know it's a ton. Tell me though. Give me the numbers. Three hundred thousand dollars per month really yes that's crazy isn't that insane and that's for the rest of her life you know it's funny she definitely seems like someone who's pretty uh pretty bent out of shape obviously about her divorce and has some baggage and trauma there you know even her talking about how she he had control over everything you know she got to plan summer vacations and that was only because you know he would come for like the last two weeks I think that part is very fascinating to me. Like I would be so interested to talk to someone who, yeah, they have a partner who makes great money, but they have no autonomy. Like they don't make any money themselves. And so they still, their choices are so limited. And I bet there's so many people who like seem like they have everything, but Mm -hmm. because the money is not made by them, the power dynamic within the marriage, even a no prenup marriage is still so stacked against them. Well, and, you know, this, like when your partner makes that much money, you know, they, it's almost like this hamster wheel that can't get off of, you know, if you want to keep having the lifestyle that you want to have, it's not like you can say like, Hey, you know, can you work less? Like, it's almost like you can't even ask those types of questions. Oh, absolutely. And I think you just get into, yeah, I think you just kind of fall into that, that dynamic. Let's talk about Garcelle telling the women at breakfast the next morning that she doesn't want to talk to them about her kids because of the way basically mm-hmm. they've treated her kids and they've talked about her kids. What did you yeah. think about that scene? I guess my, I love Garcelle. I love, I really enjoy her on the show. But what I will say is that I didn't feel like I, I had a moment where I was like, did I miss something where PK was really rude about her kids or something? Like, I guess I kind of felt like the moment that they replayed, which is where Mo and Kyle and PK and Dorit were all talking about, you know, what had happened at when, Erica's told like Garcelle's sons, you know, called him an asshole or something. I, I guess I was just like, well, this is the moment that she still hung up about. I just didn't think it was that, that big of a deal. And I guess I, to me, it didn't read as like, these people don't care about my family. You know, I can't trust them that when they ask about my kids, that they have good intentions to me, that it all, the whole thing felt overblown. It, it felt like to me, like she was basically like, Hey, I need a moment on this vacation. And I need some camera time and I yeah. need to cause a little bit of drama here. Yeah. And so I'm, I need to continue my spot on this show. Right. It felt like a housewife. Yeah. Like bringing up something. It, it was almost like giving Monica or Angie K on Salt Lake City. 
Yeah. Well, it's, it's weird because they, you know, they, I thought they had like nice conversation, nice dinner conversation. And then the next morning she's like, you know, I actually didn't feel like you guys were genuine when you asked me. What I will say though, is that Dorit then sort of saying, you know, well, this makes me so upset that you would even say that, that now my emotion is bigger than you being upset. I do think that's a classic sort of deflection. And that annoyed me. Like, just say, I'm so sorry that you feel that way. I would never want you to feel that way. I'll, you know, I'm so sorry. Move on. I completely agree. I also think sometimes Garcelle, I do enjoy her. And I think she's like, she's one of those people where if your mom was friends with her, you'd be so excited if she was coming over. Right, you'd love right, to exactly. chat with her, get her advice. <laughs> yeah. Like mm-hmm. you would love to hear her stories. But I do think that sometimes she's just like too level-headed for this show. Yeah. And like kind of too, yeah. almost it's like true. just a normal, healthy human being. Yes, yeah. To like really yeah. Which provide is- the entertainment for this show. Yeah, she. I, I think she kind of just provides like quippy little comments, you know, like I want to go downstairs and meet men, or you know, we, we don't have enough tequila for the night when Sutton and Kyle were fighting, right? Um, right. But yeah, I, I think she is the most grounded in reality and the most. Uh, yeah, she's the person I want to I go to dinner with, and I think that that situation you just like drew up of her, you know her being your mom's best friend, like oh, I can't even imagine that'd be so fun. All right, Lauren, I know we talked about the history that Travis and Taylor made, but let's talk about really a bigger piece of history that was made. And that is the annual People's Sexiest Man Alive. I mean, where were you when you heard that, you know, Patrick Dempsey of all people was 2023's Sexiest Man Alive? Did you did you lose your mind? Chandler, I was walking down the street in San Juan, Puerto Rico, where I live. And I was at a specific stoplight when I heard the news. Mm-hmm. I fell to the floor. I collapsed. I know. They had to call an ambulance. I was just so overwhelmed by how hot Patrick <sighs> Dempsey is. And finally, he's got this title. This is what I'm saying. Justice has finally been served. You know, I know there's a lot of things happening in the world right now that feel really wrong, but at least Patrick Dempsey is getting his day in the sun and he's getting the cover of People Magazine and the accolade that, that he deserves. I mean, I just think, thank goodness something's going right. I mean, okay. In all seriousness, Patrick Dempsey is a total dime piece. He is super sure, hot. Sure, of course. And I don't know. I, I find here's okay. Here's a, a, a not necessarily conspiracy theory, but what someone said on Reddit about it, trying to okay. explain why he got because this um this I'm award. Sorry. And they said it, um yeah. it's because of the SAG strike. The guy oh. who the guy who wins this usually uses it to promote his current project that that would be you know coming out. Um, and people oh. were predicting that they might go with a musician for this year for that reason. But Patrick Dempsey's in the new Ferrari movie, which isn't struck, I guess. It's outside of the okay, strike. Not, so yeah, that's okay. what helped his chances oh. of winning. You know, whatever it takes, I guess. I'm glad the writer's strike could happen so that Patrick Dempsey could finally get his day in the sun. Um, I, I guess... That makes a lot of sense. I, I guess, you know, I, I didn't, I like living in the world where people's sexiest man alive was, you know, just a true election of hotness, but I guess it is more of a PR stunt. And that's, that's kind of sad for me. Well, the, I definitely get it because this is another comment someone made. They said, he's handsome, but far from sexiest man alive. But they named Blake Shelton as one of those a few years ago. So it's not a meaningful title anyway. <laughs> Savage. All right, Chandler. Well, I'm glad that we were able to clear up that Patrick Dempsey is the hottest man alive in 2023. Mystery solved. Solved. Handled. Um, thank you all so much for listening. If you wouldn't mind, please share the pod. Help this pod stay alive and on the airwaves. So share it with a friend. Send it to your text thread. Please share it on your stories. It really, really helps us. 
yes, please share. Love you guys. See you later. Love you guys. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Bye.